I'm so grateful for every one of you. Thank you for some of you taking the drive out in this weather. I'm grateful to have you here and to see you here. I love the Recovery House of Worship. Some of you commuted very far to get here. And some of you just walked a few feet to get here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And each one of you are precious, not only to me, but precious to Jesus. And so I'm grateful because I believe that God wants to speak to us today. And I believe he's going to do it through his word. Well, you know, I have a confession to make, and it's one of those confessions that I feel kind of embarrassed about. I, I was in my late 20s, and I was just new to the pastorate. I was pastoring the church, and I, you know, I was just kind of playing it by ear and not really knowing what to do. And there was this family that came to the church, and they were trying to get their lives together. They had been ravaged by addiction, just terrible pain. And so we, we got to be very close, and I loved them very much. And this is back when, the, um, uh, when cell phones first started coming out. Remember, anybody remember the flip cell phones? Yeah. The one that looked like Star Trek, the Nextel yeah. cell phones, right? Yeah, and so we, it, it was around that time, and they, they came up to me and they said, Pastor, you know, we need your help. We have really horrible credit, but we need uh, cell phones to be able to answer them for work and etc. Would you be able to help us? And I was like, sure, I'd love to. How can I help? And they were like, well, if we could put, uh, we could put it under your account, our phones under your account, then that would be really, really helpful for us. And I said, yes. I said, sure, absolutely, I'd love to help. Anybody know where this story's, how this story's gonna end? Yeah, yeah. you kinda see where this one's going, right? So, $1,200 later, and my, my, in fact, my name, my social security name, you put my social security number in phone companies and their computers start to smoke, right? It's, it's a bad deal, and I have phenomenal credit, right? Other than in like one or two phone companies. Um, it went really, really bad. But all throughout that time, I could sense the Holy Spirit saying, Edwin, don't go there. Edwin, don't do that. Edwin, I want you. Now, it wasn't until after a few months after I paid the 12, one of the $1,200 bills. Um, it wasn't until after that that I was reading in God's Word and I came across this scripture in Proverbs 17, 18. It's stupid to guarantee someone else's loan. I'm telling you, it says so right there. I'm not kidding. It should be up. Is that okay? Proverbs 17, 18. Look it up. It's in the CEV, the Contemporary English Version. It's stupid to guarantee someone else's loan, like to co-sign for others. It's stupid, the Bible says. Well, I read that, and I thought to myself, oh my goodness. The Holy Spirit was trying to tell me that, and now the Holy Spirit is trying to teach me something using my past to remind me of that. That's what we're gonna talk about today, the Holy Spirit. How the Holy Spirit guides us and leads us, Amen. reveals things to us 
and reminds us of things. Now, we've been in a brand new series, and we've called it, anybody know what the name is? Game Plan. Absolutely. The name of the series is Game Plan because we're thinking in this new year, we want to be a people who don't want to hope for a better future, but we want to plan for a better future, right? We don't just want a better future by mistake. We want a better future on purpose. And so what we've decided is that we're going to take several weeks, first part of the year, and we're going to say, we're going to focus on God's word. We're going to see where it leads so that we can have the very best plan for the future so that we can experience the best of what is yet to come, of what God would have for us. Now, in the first week, uh, Pastor Ray preached, and he talked about how we just simply need a plan. It's just, you, you got to have a plan. If you're going to go for a better future, you can either hit there. There's two ways you can get there. You can get there by mistake, or you can get there on purpose. And we're saying, let's not get there by mistake. Let's not chance it. Let's have a plan. And then after that, Pastor Gus spoke about how we needed to fire the boss. We need to fire the coach, the leader that's in our lives. Anybody know who the leader is in our lives before we come to Christ? Us. Yeah, it's me, me. I know what's best. You guys don't know. Have you ever tried to speak to a 15-year-old in love, right, and tell them that they're going in the wrong direction, right? They're, they look at you like, they look at you like they, they invented love uh, at 15 years old. I get it. I get it. You know why? Because we're the boss. It's all up to me. I know it all. But listen to me. Pastor Gus taught us that we need to fire that coach. We need to hire a new coach. We need to come under the authority of not only the coach, but the owner of it all. Last, year, last week, we learned about the playbook. And, and we learned that we, needed, we need to hear God's playbooks. We need to hear God's plays. That where he leads us is where we want to go. And we learned this. When it comes to God's playbook, you can either spend time reading or waste time regretting. Anybody ever done that? Right? Maybe a relationship or two. Maybe a financial investment or two. Right? Maybe a, maybe a commitment or two where we wasted. We didn't spend time reading, but we wasted time Regretting. Well, today, we're going to talk about how the Holy Spirit leads. Because the Holy Spirit is like, we can liken the Holy Spirit, since we're using this theme of game plan, we can liken the Holy Spirit to a quarterback. You know what a quarterback is, right? A quarterback, a quarterback is a person who directs plays and leads the team on the field. So the, the quarterback gets his instructions from the coach after he's well informed with, and by the way, stop me at any time because I know almost nothing about football. So I've asked other people about this, all right? And so they tell me that the quarterback gets instructions from the coach and therefore comes into a huddle, instructs the very men who are on the team, and if necessary, does this thing. It's an interesting phrase. I didn't know it before uh, this series. Sometimes calls an audible. You know what an audible is? Well, if you're like me, you didn't know what an audible is. An audible is when the quarterback notices the adversaries or the team that they're playing against. He notices that they're collecting in a particular way as to thwart their plan. 
And so what he does, because he has a vantage point, because me and you, we're on the team, right? We're on the field, right? It's like our hands are down, we're looking at the guy in front of us, but not the quarterback. The quarterback is looking at the entire field, and he sees when the enemy is getting themselves into a position that can compromise their victory. So the quarterback says, he goes, calls an audible. He says, oh, listen, number, you know, and they, and they, you know, they do like number 23, move to the left, or, you know, they don't actually do it like that, but they have like cool phrases where they have people move in or out, or they change the play in the middle of the, just before they're supposed to enact. Because the quarterback sees it all. The quarterback understands and has an understanding of this, this game and this play like no one else does. Well, you know, Jesus has left us with our quarterback. And this quarterback looks at the, at the scope of your life. He sees not only into yesterday, he sees into 20 years from now. He knows what will affect you and how it will address your life. He knows that some of the decisions that you make at this time, decisions are not solitary. They don't just stay alone. S decisions have babies. Did you know that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean by decisions have babies? Here's what I mean. That this, the decisions that I make today can affect all the other decisions tomorrow. For instance, the decision that I make today to sleep with that girl results in a pregnancy. And that makes a lot of other decisions for me tomorrow. So I'm, 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 I'm taking, money is being taken out of my bank account. And you go, well, I didn't decide for this. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You did. When you slept with the girl, that decision made a whole bunch of other decisions for you. Have you ever experienced this in romance? Where you said, I'm going to give myself totally to this person. And you do. And your love is beautiful and pure and, and, and means well. And you give yourself to that person only to realize that all of your friends were right, that your mom was right, that everybody was right. The person took advantage of you. It was a terrible experience. And you found yourself in tears and wanting to die. Beloved, when we become a Christian, we have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit looks at the scope of our lives, the years ahead, and says, I know what's going to happen. Look, I see the enemy forming a play that you don't know that and you're not ready for. All right, I'm changing the play. But here's the thing. When he changes the play, two things have to be in play. One is that we have to actually know the playbook because he's changing the play. And we talked about that last week. Get into the playbook. That's why last week happened before this week. We want you to read God's word so that you could know the playbook so that when the Holy Spirit says, it's stupid to guarantee someone else's loan, you go, oh, right. I remember that. So the Holy Spirit wants you to get the playbook. And secondly, the Holy Spirit wants you to be in a position to hear him. The Holy Spirit wants you to listen to what he has to say. Now, I believe that this sermon is important to every person here. And not only to every person here, but every one of us who are listening uh, online, uh, whether you're in, in the North American continent or in some other part of the world. You need to listen to this, and let me tell you why. 
Because right now, you're not listening to me by mistake. Whether you're listening to me in 2015 or in 2048, you know, right now, you have decisions that you have to make. You know that the Holy Spirit is impressing upon your heart issues that you have to decide. Mistakes that he wants you to avoid. He sees the enemy forming and he's calling an audible. 22, 43. He's calling an audible. And he wants you to listen. And if you don't listen, your future is at stake. Your happiness is at stake. Your joy and your health is at stake. Your marriage, you go, I'm not married yet. I know, it's at stake. Your kids are at stake. You want to listen to the rest of this message because we have an advocate in the Holy Spirit who will lead and will guide us. Now Jesus knows that we are gonna go up against issues in our lives that are gonna be precarious. We're not gonna know what to do. And so he put it in his word how we should respond, what we should do and who we should listen to because he gives us the Holy Spirit. So, as is the tradition in uh, the Recovery House of Worship, we're going to stand, and I'm so grateful there's so many of you here. I'm telling you, I love you guys. Now, we're gonna read like there's 200 people in this room, okay? We're gonna read nice and loud and powerful. We'll all read it together. On the count of three, we're gonna read from John chapter 14, verses 25 through 28. Is everyone ready? All right, on a count of three. One, two, three. All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You heard me say, oh, all right, stay right there. And actually, in verse 27, we'll, we'll stay right there. Thank you so much for reading. Please have a seat. All right, let's get to it. All this I have spoken while still with you, Jesus is telling the disciples a crucial part, a crucial instruction before he goes to be with the Father in heaven. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, who's the advocate? The Holy Spirit. I love this name, this name advocate. It's, this is actually, this is actually translated in several different ways. I mean, it's got to be translated five, six, seven, eight different ways in different, um, in different translations. Now, whenever you see multiple translations translating a single word that many different times, what that should do in your mind is say, this word is so rich. This word is so full. There's no one word in the English language that captures it. And so you'll see words like advocate, words like counselor. These words are descriptive of what the Holy Spirit does in our lives. But the advocate, and don't you just love that? What's an advocate? 
An advocate is a person who comes alongside and speaks for you when you don't have a voice. An advocate is a person who comes alongside you and instructs you for better days. That's what an advocate is. Someone who will fight for you. The Holy Spirit is our advocate and He lives in us. If you're a Christ follower, the Holy Spirit lives in you. Whom the Father will send in my name, that's important, because the Father is going to send them in the character and in the person of Jesus Christ. This is important because of what's going to happen. And will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Look up to me. There's two things that the Holy Spirit is doing according to this text. There's more, but according to this text, he's doing two things. He's teaching and he's reminding. Somebody say that with me. He's teaching and he's reminding. This is very, very important. This is very, very key. Because the Holy Spirit not only is going to use the new information that you need. Now, when I say new information, it's really old. Because he's only going to take Jesus' words and give them to you. But it's new information to you in that you did not know it prior to him giving it to you. And then he's going to remind you. Remind you of what God has taught you. Remind you of the lessons that have been learned. Remind you of experiences that God has allowed you to have so that he can direct you in the here and in the now. That's what the Holy Spirit does. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Then he says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Now, listen to what the Holy Spirit is going to do. This is powerful. We're going to go back to this, by the way, teach and remind thing in a second. But I need to give this to you. He goes, peace I leave with you. Look at me. Don't you want that? I mean, aren't you just stressed and fretful? Family's got you stressed out. Living environment's got you stressed out. Money's got you stressed out. Girlfriends, boyfriends got you stressed out. For some of you, it's girlfriends and boyfriends that got you stressed out. You're just stressed and you're under so much pressure. And Jesus says, that's not from me. The stress and the pressure is not from me. It's from you're, you're, you're getting something from someone else. They're promising you the world. They're not delivering an inch. You are not getting your peace from me. I know, I know. You thought that that would bring you peace. I know, I know. You thought that that would give you joy. It's not giving it to you because the peace is the peace that Jesus gives and he, he distinguishes this peace. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. You see the distinction? Jesus is saying, listen, there's a peace that the world promises and it's fleeting. It's momentary. It doesn't last. 
It's a peace that the world gives. I don't give to you peace like that. I don't give to you peace that on sunshiny days you're happy, joyous, and free, and then on rainy days you're miserable, sullen, and sad. No, no, no. I give you peace that in the sunshiny days gratitude is built up in your heart. And I give you peace that on the storms of life you have fortitude and strength. Tears do fall, but they fall in submission and in peace of the one who guides you through it all. Peace, not peace he gives you, not peace that gives you, not peace it gives you, not peace they give you, peace that I give you, not like the world though, peace. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Man, I, my heart needs to hear that. I get scared. Do you get scared sometimes? I get scared all the time. I think it's God reminding me that I'm holding on to things a little too tightly. That's what I think fear is. It's a reminder from Jesus that I'm holding on to something a little too hard. And believe me, it's easy for me to hold on to things. Not even God. Good things, but not God things. I wonder if I'm alone in that. I'm wondering if maybe you do the same thing. Here, God is telling us, listen, beloved, we have a long life to live. There's a future in front of us. Some of us have many, many years and some of us have a few days. But in either case, God wants to remind and God wants to reveal. He wants to reveal things that you don't know and remind you things that he's already taught you or that your experiences have already had that he can bring it up. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. And the purpose of that is to bring you peace. Not as the world gives, but as He gives. And to rid you of the fear. Not the fear that you... Listen. Perfect love, the Bible says. Cast out all fear. The enemy, the enemy of peace, the enemy of love, is fear. It doesn't allow you to enjoy. Just ask, listen, if you don't believe that fear destroys love, ask a jealous person how they're doing in their relationship. Because fear blows love away. Just crushes love. Fear destroys intimacy. Jesus says, I don't want you to go through that. I want to reveal to you the truth and I want to remind you of what happened. So there are like two images that I get in my mind about what the Holy Spirit wants to do for us. He wants to reveal to us and He wants to remind us for what purpose? To give us peace. To take away our fear. To rely on Him. So, uh, all of that I put in, in one phrase that I think will be helpful for us to remember. And it's this. The Holy Spirit's audible. Remember what we said about audibles? About Him changing plays? The Holy Spirit's audible reveals and reminds. That's it. That's what we're trying to learn today. Today, we're learning that the Holy Spirit's audible reveals and reminds. And there's two images in my mind that um, I think of. Um, one is reveals. And when I think of reveal, I think of a book. You know, like a book that you would have where you sort of open it up and you get new information. Yeah, that's what the Holy Spirit does. He wants to reveal things 
to you and to me that will help us in the future. Things that you don't know. Things that you haven't dawned on you. You know why? Because you and I have grown up in circumstances where they have taught us the exact opposite. The exact opposite of what God teaches. God says, sex is for married people only. And the world says, hey, listen, how are you going to know if you're compatible with the person if you don't have sex? How do you know if you... Here's, here's, the, here's the thing that I've learned. I'm a little bit older now, so I can say this. I think I know this. Okay, number one, um, the compatibility issue, I promise you, you're compatible. You're compatible, right? Physically, if you're a man and you're a woman, promise you, works every time, right? Right? And if it doesn't, they got medication for you, so it's okay, right? <laughs> they can help all right? It's going to be, it's going to work. So you're compatible. So you don't have to test that theory. You, it, it's going to work. Okay? Secondly, secondly, um, not only is it compatible, if you're going to like it, you're going to like it. <laughs> Let me tell you why. <laughs> I don't have to tell you why. Um, you're really going to like it. Just take my word for it. Here's what I'm saying. The world gives you the exact opposite. The world wants, you know what? The world wants you to um, sex yourself into commitment. And God is saying, no, 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 no. I want you to commit yourself before that intimacy. Do you see the difference? One begets security and joy, and the other, well, your tears have already spoken what that gets. Your heartache has already spoken to what that brings. Isn't it true? So, God wants to reveal stuff. He goes, I don't want you to go down that road. I don't want you to do that thing. I don't want you to go in that direction, whether it's financial, whether it's a decision that you have to make about your health, whether it's a decision about relationships and romance, whether it's a decision about uh, voting or anything else that you have to make a decision for. The Bible says, hey, open the book. I want to reveal to you something that you don't know. You think you know because you've been taught and you live in a culture that says, do this and do that. But God is saying, uh-uh-uh-uh. I want you to teach you outside of that. I want you, I want to, somebody say it with me. Reveal, say it with me. Reveal, because the Holy Spirit's audible lives to reveal and to remind. That's what reveal is. But the Holy Spirit doesn't just live to reveal, he lives to remind, and when I think of remind, I think of a rearview mirror. Have you ever looked in the rearview mirror of your life at a relationship and said, what was I thinking? I was, I must have been out of my mind. I can't believe I did this thing. Have you ever done that? Have you, ever, have you ever made a decision in any area of life? What was I thinking? I know, I know this happens with people who, um, and especially this is the beginning of the year, so we're thinking about health a lot. Isn't that true? And so what happens is, is that you have people who were formerly fat working on getting skinny. Um, I know, right? Why is saying fat a bad thing? Who were, so, who were formerly weight challenged and, um, um, yeah, who were formerly fat and are skinny. And then they look at old pictures and they go, what was I thinking? Yes. Like, what was I, I mean, oh my goodness. Yes. 
that is crazy. I mean, my, my blood pressure was high, my weight was high. You know, it's got, you know uh, it was just a mess. What was I thinking? Well, that gives you an opportunity to look back in the rear view of your life and say, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I, I need to be reminded about that. That, um, that when it's 11 o'clock at night and there's a urge in me to go out and get the Ben and Jerry's Snickers uh, ice cream, um, that, I would, that I would be reminded and go, you know what? Nothing tastes as good as being skinny feels. <laughs> and just being able to pause. Now, full disclosure. Last night, my family got two pints of ice cream. <laughs> we got the Snickers one and the chocolate one. Man, that was good. All right, I know that that destroys the last point, but what I'm trying to say is that ice cream is good. No, I'm not kidding. I'm kidding, ice cream is not good. What I am saying, though, is that when you've been very heavy and you look at life now after having been heavy and are now thinner, you look back and you go, oh, I'm reminded. That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit reminds you now, this is very, very important because some of us try to avoid the reminding of the Holy Spirit. And the way we try to avoid it is that Satan removes the reminder by putting the focus on something else. Let me tell you what I mean by this. Say, for instance, you break the law. Imagine that you steal something that doesn't belong to you because you know, you, or you did your taxes, let's just keep it simple. You did your taxes and it was terrible. Like you knew that you were doing something dirty handed. You borrowed somebody else's social security number. Your niece does this every year with you so you did it and blah, blah, blah. You cheated on your taxes. Government finds out, right? And they go, they find out eight years later. And they go, you owe a thousand, but you owe eight thousand, eight thousand in um, interest and penalties and the like and so this bill starts off at nine thousand dollars and you know what you and I do in order to avoid the Holy Spirit's reminding us you know what we do we go that IRS those evil people oh if I could just get my hands on one of those tax people they're just not for the poor this is the government trying to keep us down. That's what we do. And what we do is we defocus and we lose what the Holy Spirit is trying to remind us of. We go, we go. So we come out of a bad relationship. We've been talking about relationships. So let's pick that up. We come out of a bad relationship and we go, that Johnny. Oh, I hope he gets a, you know, the facial pimples. I don't know, like whatever you hope he gets, right? You go, oh, I hope bad things happen to him. Oh, that's Susie. I hope that she gains a lot of weight. You know, like whatever, whatever, whatever it is, right? And you miss the point. Every time that heartache comes into your heart, you're reminded, oh, wait, my way doesn't work. This, oh, wait. God, wait, are you reminding me that when you give me an audible that I should really listen because this is the kind of pain that I could avoid? Oh, wait, is this what Satan was promising me all along? 
Oh, wait, 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 wait. Is this what doing my will really feels like? The pain that I'm in? You see, that's the Holy Spirit letting you look at the rearview mirror of life and saying, I'm trying to teach you something. Because we've all had friends, and perhaps we've been those kinds of people who have made the same mistake over and over and over. Oh my, and over and over again. Where we keep on dating the same guy, keep on making the same financial ish, uh, uh, mis, uh, missteps, keep on doing the same things that causes pain, discomfort, and suffering, and those around us. It's because you blame others when the Holy Spirit wants to teach you. There's audibles that I'm calling that you're not listening to. There's direction that I want you to go that you're not going in. You keep on blaming society and you keep on blaming that person. You keep on blaming them and it and that. and You, remit. you keep on blaming something other than what I am trying to teach you. I am trying to teach you, the Holy Spirit says, I am trying to teach you is that your true God is romance. And that you put all of your hopes and dreams in romance. And I'm telling you, that will always end up painful. I want you to put your hopes and dreams in Jesus. So that your hopes and dreams can be realized every moment of every day. I'm trying to teach you that your true God is money. And you've, put, you've, you've sacrificed your children on the altar of money. And you've sacrificed your marriage on the altar of money. And you've sacrificed your health on the altar of money. And, and I'm trying to tell you that your real God is money. But I want your real God to be on the one who truly provides. Yes. The one who truly gives all the security that you need. It's Jesus. The Holy Spirit wants to remind you of Jesus. He wants to reveal the truth. He wants to remind you. That's what the Spirit of God wants to do. Because the Holy Spirit's job is to give us audibles that reveal and remind us of God's will. Now, let me ask you something. We're almost done. What would your life be like if 10 years ago you heard and heeded this message. What would your health be like if you heard and heeded this message 10 years ago? What would your weight be like? What would your living arrangement be like if you heard and heeded this message? Where God says, hey, uh, with finances, I want you to give, I want you to save, I want you to spend the rest, right? So we, 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 we say that here, right? We give, we save, we spend the rest. What if, what if you heard this message 10 years ago and you heeded it? What would the 10 years, last 10 years been like? Well, what what would, would your clean time have changed for the better? Would your joy be increased? Would you, would you still have healthier relationships or perhaps maybe even be out of unhealthy relationships? Well, listen. Let's, let's do a little time travel. Okay? We're going to time travel 10 years into the future. And you're looking back and you're going... 
and you're picturing the thing that God keeps on putting in your mind when I'm talking. Maybe it's the relationship, you need to break it off. Maybe it's the diet, you need to change it. Maybe it's the finances, you need to address that. Maybe it's the health issues, you need to address that. Maybe it's something as simple as um, not smoking a cigarette or being more active. It might be as simple as um, not putting your trust in money or in relationships, but putting your trust in Jesus. I don't know what it is, but let's fast forward. Let's imagine where you would be. Let's imagine what you would be like if that was the case. 10 years ago, 10 years from now, you look back, there's a you who's more peaceful and reliant on Jesus. There's you who's healthier. There's you who has finances in the bank and now you're thinking not about how you can get more but how you can give and be more generous because you're, you're provided for well. It's you, it's you thinking about Man, I can't believe the beautiful friendships that I have in my life because I invested in healthy relationships rather than some that would drag me down. Amen. It's you, 10 years from now, feeling strong, looking better than you have, sensing God's presence because you've been reading the Bible every day. What would, what's that like? Isn't that awesome? Right? Now, alternate future. Let's imagine 10 years from now, you don't take any of these suggestions. Let's, let's look, let's look. Okay. I'm still with the wrong person. We're still financially struggling. I'm still blaming Jesus for the decisions that I make. Oh, love it. That's a painful 10 years to go to. I think we go to the first one. What do you say? Yes? Yes? Okay, so here's what I want you to do. Then what I want you to do is I want you to just pray. Holy Spirit, you have some audibles for me. You have some change of plans for me. I was going to go left. You, you're telling me, no, nah, that's right. I was going to go in one direction. You're telling me, go in another direction. I was going to do what I wanted to do. I'm going to do what you want me to do. And you go, oh, but it's so painful and they don't deserve and whatever, you know, whatever excuses you give your brain to justify the decisions that you make. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, God is gracious. God is good. And God will lead you and love you into a future where the Holy Spirit is quarterbacking the field, calling the direction, and you'll find that the spiral of his blessing, as you run up the field of life and you turn, it just lands perfectly in your hands because you were ready to receive everything that God had for you. Amen. I want that for you. Amen. God wants that for you. For some of us here, the decision is easy. You need to follow Jesus, and it's that simple. Just follow Jesus. You've been doing your plan long enough. Stop it. Just follow Jesus. And for others of you, it's getting some godly people, especially people who you know will contradict you, to be on your side in terms of giving you suggestions and directing you. Just getting other godly people, not listening to those old people that you used to listen to who give you directions and suggestions that are no good for you, but in fact listening to godly counsel. Well, my prayer is that you would follow the audible of the Holy Spirit so that he might reveal and remind and 
you might rejoice. Would you pray with me? Amen. Yeah.